This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 23, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. With gas prices at almost historic highs, what can bring them back down to earth? Cato Institute senior fellow Alan Reynolds says with or without a recession in the works, we should all be preparing for a large oil price drop. We need X million barrels of oil per day to keep everything running smoothly, uh, the global economy, new demand from India and China, and that demand is not going anywhere. And we're only pulling X minus 15 million barrels of oil out of the ground every day. So we are now in an age of permanently higher oil prices. The word need is uh, uh, always relative to price. Huh? We, we want a lot of things, but we don't need them. Uh, we, and marginal uses of oil become less and less attractive uh, when the price goes sky high. Uh, and people say, well, yes, U.S. demand for oil is off uh, 1% or so. It's lower than it was in 2004. But, you know, what about China? China's just going to, they need this oil. They need it to fuel generators, not so much cars. Only about 7% of oil demand in China so far is cars. Uh, It's industrial fuel. Uh, Now, the trouble is the things they're making out of oil, plastic products, for example, are made from petroleum, petrochemicals. Uh, They're cheap, and the, the product can't bring an infinitely high price. So the cost of production goes up and... Uh, and if you lose money, uh, you stop doing it, even in China. Uh, and then there's the transportation costs. A lot of the goods they're transporting in China is pretty far away <laughs> from us and from some of their other markets. So the transportation costs eat you alive on an inexpensive product. Um, so even China, uh, I mean, we're not talking about China has to go in the tank. China just has to cut back a lot. We do have industrial production falling year over year in a whole slew of countries, including Singapore. It's down about 6% in Singapore. Um, And uh, as industry contracts, people are focusing too much on the consumer demand, which is relatively insensitive in the short run. And they're focusing too much on the United States, which is not the source of the big ups and downs lately. Those have been coming from China, India, and interestingly, the Middle East. But really, the whole world economy booming. Uh, We've had booming in Latin America. We've had booming even in places like Africa, Kenya, uh, Brazil, uh, all at the same time, obviously putting real strains, not just speculative strains, on markets for materials that go into producing things. Investment in oil production is a very long process and it takes a very long time to to get oil out of the ground after the time you make that initial investment. Jerry Taylor argues that uh, the expectation that these prices are permanent is a prerequisite to getting the investment that will make those people wrong about uh, these prices being permanent. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the irony in it. They don't have to be permanent. They just have to be higher than we've been accustomed to. You know, a lot of these things like shale oil and, and uh, uh, exotic conversions, convert coal into, into fuel, uh, require a very high price, but not as high as we want. I mean, even the synthetics at $100 start to look pretty interesting. Uh, so, so uh, uh, yeah, the supply response is slower. It's coming. I mean, it's already started. It's just not here yet. And so folks are saying, eh, maybe next year some of it comes on stream and a little bit. Uh, and perhaps when, when the expectation is... Uh, that the price is going to go higher in the short term, 
uh, there's less incentive to bring things online. It's possible there's some hoarding by producers. That is, producers aren't uh, going way out of their way to to get it on the market. They may be filling tankers and floating them around somewhere. Just to, I'm making wild guesses here, uh, but that can change very quickly. Price just has to drop a little bit, and you <laughs> and you'll ironically uh, uh, see some any withheld oil will come back on the market. And this is people presumably anticipating a continued drop? Well, people are talking about speculators. They're thinking of of, of financial instruments, futures contracts, short-term futures contracts in particular. And um, that's not primarily where the game is being played. And what evidence we have is that the speculators, at least since March, have been moving in the other direction. They've been moving more toward shorts. The the, the ratio of calls to to puts has changed in favor of puts. Um, and in the future market, in the options market, in the futures market, both, um, they've been wrong. Uh, uh, I got to admit, uh, I'm shorting oil. I'm uh, I'm proud to admit, uh, and I've been a little bit wrong. Although I started, <laughs> you know, it was maybe at 115. I said time to time to buy. You can do this with exchange traded funds. Um, uh, uh, so, so, but, but, but there are some people obviously who believe the other way around, and they're not necessarily financial speculators, and maybe people sitting on inventories of oil, uh, like the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, <laughs> which until recently was adding oil rather than uh, selling off. What impact is speculation having on the price of oil down the road? Uh, speculation in very short-term contracts, uh, the next one the one that's coming up, can indeed wiggle the spot market, the cash market for a while, because if you can get a good price in that market, uh, that increases the demand for cash oil right now. You want it right now because you see that it's going to be cost you next month. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Um, the, the thing is the futures market has very poor forecasting record. You can't look at the futures contract out, out uh, two months, three months, six months, a year, and, and have any idea what the price is going to be. Um, because the spot market and the future market are sharing the same information. They both go up and down together. So uh, a shock to the, uh, to the spot market will tend to raise futures at least for a day or two, uh, and the same thing happens uh, the other way around. But the, spot, but the futures market is a contract for actual delivery of oil. It's not just uh, it's 1,000 barrels per contract. The options market is, a, is, a, is even more speculative. That's where a lot of the anxiety has been because – uh, if you guess wrong, you lose it all. Um, if you guess that the oil price is going to be uh, $140 and it turns out uh, a few days before the futures contract, it's only 135 well, you have to dump that contract at a loss and uh, uh, or else you lose the whole thing. It's out of the money. It's literally worthless. Uh, so there are people going short, and increasingly the evidence is there's more and more going short, more and more buying put options. Uh, and uh, uh, and that's because they sense that this is not a sustainable price. It's a price that will uh, uh, crush demand, industrial demand, consumer demand, not just in this country but around the world. So either way, or you say oil prices are coming down. Yeah, they they come down uh, <laughs> because they, they either they come down and the economy is okay, or the, or the economy is not okay and they come down that way. Uh, I mean, it's a very cyclical commodity. In the last U.S. recession, which like most recessions was global, when the U.S. goes down and uh, this, for one thing, the same things that take the U.S. down, which are which is often a spike in oil prices, um, uh, the the price fell by forty four percent in one year. 
That's fairly uh, typical, and it's fallen by, in the last three uh, recessions, it's fallen by 44 to 76% in a reasonably short period of time. Uh, uh, how does that happen? Well, it crushes demand, and, and to clear the markets, the, the, uh, the oil sellers have to, uh, uh, have to accept whatever price the market will bear. And that turns out to be a lower price, and that, of course, turns the economy around. We've had nine big oil spikes in price of oil in the post-war period, and each of them, without exception, was followed by a recession within a year, without exception. Now, this is a very big oil spike, and it's not clear the U.S., at least, is in a recession yet. But uh, I would argue the odds are pretty bad, and people who are looking at housing or finance are looking at the wrong thing. Oil either comes down or, yes, the U.S. is going to be in a problem, but so is the, so are a whole bunch of other countries, and we see it already in very weak industrial production, weaker in many, many parts of Europe and Asia than it is in the United States. Alan Reynolds is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read his recent op-ed on oil prices at Cato.org. <laughs>